0: Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Fears Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Doris Swift. I'm talking with women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. They're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. And I hope this podcast inspires, encourages, and challenges other women to step out of their doubt and use their God-given gifts to impact the world. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we know. In today's episode, Finding God's Faithfulness Everywhere, I'm talking with my friend Jenna Erlinson. Jenna is a pastor's wife, an oncology nurse, a mama to three kiddos, including one with special needs, and the host of Bridge of the Faithful podcast. Jenna shares how God gave her the name of her podcast, how he provided financially for her and her family, and how and why he called her to step away from the nursing job that she loved so much, and how we can find God's faithfulness in every situation. Friend, is God calling you to step away from something? Well, I think that you'll want to listen to today's episode. We also talk about identity, worth, and how that's defined, which is an area that Jenna's been leaning into and teaching over the past two years. I know what Jenna has to share today will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Jenna Erlinson. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling podcast. Today, I am talking with my friend, Jenna Erlinson. She is the host of the Bridge of the Faithful podcast. She's an oncology nurse, a pastor's wife, The mama to three amazing little people, one of which has special needs, and her passion is learning from all pain and situations while finding God's faithfulness everywhere. And she loves to encourage others with what she's learned. And part of what she's learned and teaches over the past few years is finding what it is to know our identity and why that is so important. And that is amazing and something that we always need to hear and continually be reminded of. Right, Jenna? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, so I am excited to have you. I know we've had rescheduled a few different times because there were different things going on in our lives. And I know that this is a divine appointment today for us to actually have this chat and just glorifying God with what it is that you have to share in your story. And I love that you also have a podcast because that's amazing. Bridge of the faithful. I love that name. How did you come up with that name or how did did the Lord just lay it on your
1: heart or how did that come up? So it's a really random story. (laughs) I love that. Love random stories. So about, see, it's almost four years ago. So 2017 ish. I was feeling like this was a time of what I call the shepherd's field of my life, where God had called my husband, said, I'm preparing you for full-time ministry and preparing your family for full-time ministry, but it's not ready yet. I'm training you. So this is, I, I see how, you know, David was anointed and then he waited before he became king. And in that time, God used that time in the shepherd's field and preparing him for music and for battle. And and training him in different ways in that shepherd's field for the stuff that he was going to face later. So this was my shepherd's field time. And I felt like God was really asking me to start focusing on building up my own life and understanding of faithfulness. So I talked to my husband, we were talking about this earlier. I talked to him and I said, I might be doing a blog where I kind of just journal what God is teaching me about what faithfulness actually means. And he said, I don't think you should do a blog. And so I thought, okay, great. Yeah, I probably shouldn't. (laughs) Like That's what I thought he meant. And then he's like, he stopped and he said, I think you should do a podcast because you're wanting to, to minister to other moms and busy women who may not have the time to sit and read a blog. And th- those definitely have places and I totally still sit and read blogs. But for me, being able to listen to something while I'm doing dishes or in the shower or driving my car, something that people can listen to and learn from that way. So that's where I got it. And then I started praying like, God, I want it to have a nice title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... And I want it to be kind of creative because I'm a little, I'm not artistic, but I'm creative, if that makes any sense. I sing and the worship pastor was sending me a text telling me what songs we were going to sing for a marriage ministry thing that night. And this was literally the morning I was praying, like, God, give me a title. And the text got really jumbled. There were two songs that he wanted to mesh together. And what he was trying to say is, we'll mesh the bridge of Cornerstone or something like that with faithful to the end and but the the text came around and it came it literally came in we're going to do bridge of the faithful wow and I just felt like God was saying hey that's the title I'm giving it to you like you didn't have to think about it I literally handed it to you and and changed things and it just was like one of those zing moments where you're like that was totally God just giving me something I take no credit for the cool name bridge of the faithful it was just one of those things that God took my ordinary life and gave me a gift in the middle of it
0: I love that. (laughs) I love that so much because, you know, usually when texts get jarbled or whatever, or, you know, when we we're trying to say one thing and then it's trying to like auto-correct us in... It puts in these random words that have nothing to do with what we're saying. Mm-hmm. That was so like, God, it was a text message from the Lord to you. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting.
1: <laughs> and it kind That's of fits exciting. the theme of my podcast because what I really wanted to do was show how God uses our ordinary life to prove that he is faithful and trustworthy and that he uses the stuff that we're doing in everyday life. It's not just those crazy awesome, miraculous stories, but he also is involved in the mundane little things too. Perfect. Yeah. And I
0: love that you were able to bring that story out because oftentimes we look at a title of a podcast or a title of a book or whatever. And we think, oh yeah, we just like read it as it says, a bridge of the faithful. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, And uh, it's, A really cool and unique kind of title, but it's even more meaningful when we know where it came from. So, thanks for sharing that. And I would love if you would share with us how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. I know you talked a little bit about your podcast, but overall, there's so many things going on that God is
1: doing in your life. So, we'd love to hear all about it. So, I've been praying on how to answer that question because there are so many different well, I'm just a very passionate person that gets like squirrel ADD moments where I'm like, okay, here we go, here we go. (laughs) So I was trying to figure out like if you boiled it down and what's really me and how did God wire me and how is he using me? It came down to two things and that's finding people's needs or pain and how to encourage them through that. So you see that in, I'm not currently doing my oncology nursing job right now, because God said I needed to be at home right now. You know, when I was there, I was helping people in their pain of dealing like physical pain. Mm -hmm. And part of my favorite part of that job was to be able to assess that, figure out what's their real need, what's causing the pain, not just how to stop the pain, but what's dig down deep, what's causing the pain? How can I build into them? How can I help them with that? And in oncology, you get to do that long-term through their whole journey. It's not just in the hospital where you see them at their worst and then they go and you never see what happens, but I get to walk with them along that path. Yeah, And so that's where I loved it there. And at home, part of my nurturing mom is, is seeing where my kids are struggling and how can I encourage them through or where are they thriving and what do they need to build more into that? And, and I find that incredibly exhilarating to watch my kids as I learn who they are and their talents and their struggles and how God placed them specifically in my life to build into that. Mm -hmm. And at church as a pastor's wife, right now we're doing, we're trying to bring in a marriage ministry and being able to work with these couples individually and figure out where can we build into them and give them those tools to be able to face the hard fights later or the hard trials that come into their lives and to build into them now. And encourage them on in endurance when they're facing the real troubles. So that's how God's wired me in different ways. And that comes out in my podcast. It comes out in my parenting. It comes out in my relationships. And that's really where I thrive is to be able to see where people's needs are and how to encourage them through it.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love how you were bringing out the fact that when you were an oncology nurse, which you still are, but just not actually doing that at the moment. And most people do know that that is, you know, you you are walking beside cancer patients, right? For the different things that they're going through. Mm-hmm. And when you said to uncover what is the cause, because that is so important because even in, in counseling and all walks of life, there are times where there's these symptoms that we're treating, but we're maybe ignoring or not getting to the root of it. Like what is actually the root that's causing the symptoms. And, and it's a beautiful thing that your heart is to help encourage other people who are hurting and to get to you know where that pain is coming from. And another reminder too, that you said, because watching your children grow and go through difficulties in life and being able to nurture and disciple them really is amazing because sometimes we forget that our kids, well, my kids are grown now, but- Little people are disciples of Christ too, and they are learning and growing. And it's so amazing to be able to parent and lead our children that way. And the marriage thing just seems like the enemy is just so bent on attacking family and marriage Mm -hmm. these days. And so, thank you for your heart in getting these important ministries going. And what other types of ministry have you found that God has led you to? with the podcast with you know you're being a pastor's wife because that in and of itself is a really important ministry in the church so how have you seen God at work in the different ways that he has called you to minister to talk about identity and those kind of things
1: so i'm actually in the middle of the the really early steps of something that i really feel god has called me to start writing mm. and It's all come through my podcast and um, I have helped out with youth group and teen girls and as a mom who desperately needs other moms to to be sane and Mm -hmm. just all the different things that he's put me through. He's helped me be involved in a mom's group and he's helped me be involved in mentoring teens and I really love college age women and people younger than me. But I also love the mentorship of women that are farther along and just seeing all these connections that he's made in relationships, mm-hmm. but also making me also with my podcast, how I focused on the word faithfulness, because we use that word in church or in life so much, but we've gotten so used to it that we forget to realize what it actually means.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And actually, I was just listening to your episode with Stephanie Russell right before this. And like, I want to bring back that spice, like what she was talking about, remind people, see it from a different angle and, um, encourage them to understand that God is still faithful despite what crazy things are happening in DC or in America or around the world right now. You know, that's, that's one of my big passions right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do random things like sing Christmas carols and, let people realize what was behind the story on Facebook Live and stuff. But with my writing project now, I feel like God is asking me to dig deep into the armor of God. And what do each aspect, what does that actually mean mm-hmm. and look like in today's life? Because we we don't see Roman soldiers walking around. We don't understand what each piece of the armor represents or even what it looks like and how each part can relate to us now in this crazy spiritual battle that we're in (laughs) right Right. now. Yes. And also, like you're saying, I always forget. I think God has all these exciting things for me, but sometimes I forget that part of that exciting thing is my everyday mundane at home with my kids. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So all of that, my husband's a discipleship pastor, all these things that he's built into me and my curiosity and stuff like that. He's asking me to write a book to look into the armor of God, and then how do we teach that to our kids? Because they're the next generation of this army in this spiritual battle. We got to train them. We got to prepare them. What does that look like? What's it look like for us to do it? And then how do we pass that on? That's beautiful.
0: Yes, it's so important. Earlier, you said that, you know, moms need each other to just encourage each other and lift each other up. And the way that God is moving you toward writing this book and delving deeper into The armor, because that is so important. Like you say, even the word faithful or faith, we don't want these things to lose their, like you were saying, spice, the episode I had with Stephanie, and to lose the meaning and the deep intimacy that we can have and what faith really is. Because I think that we just, sometimes things can get a little bit bland or stale, or we just get kind of rote, you know, Mm -hmm. and just going through the motions. And it is so important with the armor to think about what that is and not just taking it at face value, you know? So I love that God is going to have you just sharing more and actually looking at each piece of the armor because that's, everything has a function. Mm -hmm. that's so important. So, you know, for moms to be able to come along, moms and dads, really parents to parent their children and to teach them about these truths, you know, in God's word. So will the book be geared more toward parents with young
1: children? Is that kind of where God's leading you for that? I'm still at the, (laughs) okay, God, I, I know it's, I have no idea. It's kind of this, I do not feel qualified at all to write this book. You know, I have a Bible minor from um, Cedarville University. That's where I went for college. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I do have some Bible training and and all of that, but mm-hmm. that's it. I don't necessarily, I don't call myself a uh, a specialist in Roman history or <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. So I'm sitting here going, God, this is a really great idea. And I think it's awesome, but I have no idea what I'm doing. And I think that's more exciting and better because yes. you know, God's really going to Show up it's not going to be me getting in my own way of I'm so smart at this, I'm going to put my own words. it's going to be totally God, and it kind of reminds me not not that I'm calling myself Noah, but when God asked Noah to build the ark,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Noah had never built an ark. <laughs> it was huge, it was a big project that God was going to use, and Noah trusted that that's the faithfulness aspect of being faithful to God, even when it doesn't make sense. Yeah,, and so this is kind of, I think, God's little thing with me to show me that he's got this and he's got a plan for it. And all I have to do is just follow the directions that he gives me and then it's going to get built the way it has to.
0: Yeah. And the rain's coming, right? So yeah. that, that is so cool. And I, and thank you for sharing that and for being transparent and vulnerable, because it's important for us to step out and say, you know what? We don't know everything. We don't have it all together all the time. And you know, how is this going to come about God? It has to be you. That is so cool that he can shine through these things that he calls us to do. You know, these fierce callings that he gives us that we know it's got to be him and he gets all the glory for it. And I just love how he uses people. And and the way that you were talking earlier about David being a shepherd boy, you know, how it was like, okay, what other sons you have? <laughs> you know all these sons that looked like they would be the ones they weren't the ones you know it wasn't the one that God had for that particular job so you know he calls us and he's like okay you're the girl for the job i'm going to have you do this too it was amazing that you mentioned noah as well and and how we can relate to that so well too because you know people looked at him and said oh, he is crazy what is he doing you know but he was faithful and obedient and that's what God calls us to be, right? Obedient and just follow where he leads us and trust that he's going to do it. So that's exciting. So how has that started? Like, what does that look like right now
1: as you put that together? So it's, it's been one of those things that I knew that God was asking me to do. And I just, it's not that I was putting it off, but I was just waiting to be like, okay, now what? And then finally, God was like, I need you to move. I need you to take that step. Mm. So back in September, I really felt like God was saying, it's time to start moving. I need you to take a couple of steps so we can start moving forward in this process. And that was when I felt like God was asking me to quit my nursing job. Mm. (laughs) Like you're asking me to quit my nursing job, which is something I've, you know, I spent four years of college getting a degree to do this. I've spent 12 years of my life building into this job. It's become part of my identity in some ways. Mm-hmm. So it was a big ask. And and not that I was, you know, mad about it, but I was like, and you're asking me to do this in the middle of a global pandemic. You're asking me to leave my nursing job when when it's <laughs> one of the highest needing times for a nurse to be here. And I I was like, I don't know if this is just me thinking, okay, I really want to quit because stuff is really stressful at home with a special needs kid and not at school because all the schools are closed and trying to do online stuff and all the therapy and all of that. Is it just me being overwhelmed and saying, okay, I'm going to quit something. Let's quit my nursing job. Or Mm -hmm. is this really something you want me to do? So he kept pressing it on my heart. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to my boss about this. I don't want to, because I, it wasn't necessarily that I didn't want to quit because I like my job, but I didn't want to hurt other people by leaving either. Mm -hmm. And so I knew if God wanted me to do this, then he was going to take care of that. And I emailed my boss and it was an awesome conversation that was super understanding. And when I kept praying about it, I kept saying, God, I just need you to give me a sign that this is the right thing. And then I'm not making a huge mistake with this choice. Or even if I made the wrong choice, he would have still done something good with it. That's not what I mean. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's another faithfulness thing is even when we screw up, God still uses it, but that's another story anyway. So the thing that God kept putting on my heart when I was like, please just, just prove to me. And finally it was just like, okay, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to bless them more if you leave than if you stay. Hmm. is what he kept putting in my heart. I'm going to bless them more if you leave than if you stay, because if I left, then that meant they could hire one of the nurses that got laid off or was on that furloughed, you know, that opens up a spot for someone else. So there's one thing that that blesses someone. And if I leave, then that nurse can spend more time there because I was only working once a week and my commute was an hour. Hmm. So they could find someone who could Be there more often and be more helpful. And it could be someone who really desperately needed a job. I needed to open up all these things for something else. So God just pointed out all these things that He was doing for other people, which is what I was most concerned about. And He blessed them more than if I stayed.
0: That's amazing. I love how He opened your eyes to that because it's so true. Sometimes we hesitate to leave something, even when we feel like God's moving us from it, because it's not like it's a bad thing, it's a good thing. But He allows us to see. If I'm calling someone else to do something, then I need you to do this other thing. How amazing for him to give you that confirmation because it might not have been the way you thought it was going to come through, right? Yeah <laughs> It was like it never is. I don't know why
1: I should ever expect anything
0: <laughs> right? I know it never is. and then he eased your heart about the very reason why you didn't want to leave, like it didn't have anything to do with need to make the money or you know whatever it was about leaving the people that you have grown to love that you felt needed you there that he's gonna have you write this book that's gonna bless and reach a lot of people and so yeah I love that you brought that out and it's so evident how he works so that's such a blessing and the confirmation that you're doing the right thing because like you said you know even if we mess up because we all mess up and it's like oh man I fell off the path get me back on you know what are we gonna do here and God is faithful to get us right back on the right track. And, you know, it is good to do it right the first time. (laughs) So that was, and that was a big decision, I'm sure for
1: that, you know, also affected your entire family, right? But for the good of your family. Yeah, actually, I mean, money was obviously an issue, kind of. Somehow God has gifted both my husband and I with peace about money. So that's never been really stressful. And he's always shown up when we needed help with things. So that was never something we were concerned about, but God has blessed my husband's business that he does on the side for that. So it's it's made up all the money that we would have gotten with me nursing. Just from awesome. that. that was like an abundant thing with God. There's so much more to the story. And then as a pastor, his day off was Friday instead of you know Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. So he was home and and that's the day I would work so that we didn't have to find babysitters and all of that stuff. And so I've been able to be home and have family time which has caused a lot of less stress mm. with my family dynamic and, and just having that family time. So it's really, I mean, God didn't have to do all that stuff, but he, he blessed that. And actually there's more to the other story with this, um, that when I got home after my last day, I actually got an email to do a, a free month trial. I think, I don't even remember exactly what it was, something like that of Hope Writers. Which is a uh, it helps people who want to write for hope, build community and get tips and they have a library for stuff kind of like um how we met through through uh, rocket, where there was a library for how to do better podcasting. This is for writers, it's and uh, connections and stuff like that. And so it was literally when I got home I was like here, try this out and see if you like it, and then you can sign up for it. And I didn't think the timing was an accident, so I join that and that's helped build a lot into this writing too. So God has just abundantly and um very clearly been with me on this whole journey even when I don't necessarily know what the next step is. He has always been holding my hand this whole time and and blessing me in ways that I don't deserve and and just lavishing love the whole time. Wow.
0: And yeah, that doesn't come often where you get like a free subscription or membership, you know, where that's covered for you, unless it's like a a, totally a God thing, you know, for him to intervene and confirm that he's called you to write. That is so beautiful. And I love how it kind of flows in too, with the podcasting and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, and you being home on Friday, when your husband's able to be home, because it's a lot, you know, pastors have a lot. I, I work at my church and I know it's, it's a lot going on, you know, and there's so many needs. And it's good for uh, the pastor's family to be able to refresh with each other and just have that quality time. And I love how you said, when I asked what brings you joy, you said, when little things align and it's so clear that God is always in control and lavishly loves me. That is so amazing. I love that statement. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of what you've been sharing all along in the show so far, how everything just aligns
1: when you know we just surrender it all to god yeah it's it's just poetic and there's so many aspects and characteristics of god that we obviously don't have all of them but there are different parts of our personalities that are reflective of god and he for me it gives me joy because he knows that's how he created me to enjoy those little coincidences and ironies and and things that are just so clearly god that's why it gives me joy because it's almost intimate because God created me that way. And it's kind of like him showing me, I made you this way on purpose. And I'm going to delight you in all these ways that I created you. And I think every person has their own little thing that God delights in how he He shared part of himself with that person. And for me, that's that's mine is those little poetic and, and almost like an author writing a novel, those little plot turns that just can't be coincidences. They just have to be from God.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's so important too, as writers and even people who aren't writers to write these things down so we can look back on them. Like they're like stones of remembrance, what God has done in our life and how he's been faithful. And I love how you could have equated that to like, you know, writing a novel and all the plot twists and all the changes and things like that, that could not have happened randomly. Like it had to have been God's divine hand upon it. And so I love that. And I love that he has not only gifted you in these ways that we've already talked about and equipped you for ministry and the things that you are being called to do, but I love that you sing. I caught some of those Facebook lives that you did and it was just such a blessing to me, especially around the time of year where things can kind of get a little bit busy and you have to really take a breath not to get stressful but I love how you sang Oh Holy Night and you told us the story in the background behind what that meant and I wonder if you could share just a little bit
1: about that because that was really fascinating. With Oh Holy Night? Yeah. Fun. Um, So it's <laughs> the, the story is interesting because the person who wrote the song is actually an atheist so he had gone... Let's see. He was a son of someone who like created barrels and that kind of wood.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he had his hand shot at the age of eight by a playmate. And at the time that the song was written or that he was a child, their, um, their medical stuff was obviously not as good now. So they ended up having to amputate his hand. And so he was therefore not able to follow in his father's footsteps of becoming this barrel and woodworking type person because he only had one hand. So he decided to go into scholarly works and he focused on literature. And then he also became a whiner. And there was, let's see, the church that he was, I think he attended even because it was just culturally, you go to church. I don't think it was because he believed. And the pastor knew he was gifted in poetry and asked him to write a poem for a christmas eve service and then he wrote oh holy night by sitting down and reading through luke 2 and mm-hmm. figuring out okay what is so inspiring about this and the stuff that he saw that was inspiring was the relationship and what jesus came to do he was able to look at all of that and be inspired by a god who is intimate and sees our pain and he knows our needs and he knows our worth and to send his son for that so that's what He saw when he read Luke 2, whether he believed in Jesus or not, that's what he saw when he read our Bible. And that inspired that song. Mm -hmm. And so I found that powerful that even someone who doesn't believe in Jesus can look at the story of his birth and see that there's a God that's intimate and loves us. Yeah. And sends a son for us. Even if whether they believe it or not, that those truths are still very evident when you read the Bible.
0: That is so powerful. And you know, like the word says that. His his word will not return void. And like you said, believe it or not, because God can really reach people right where they are. And so that was really powerful. So thanks for sharing that story because I loved that and I really enjoyed you know, you have a beautiful voice. I just thought that was amazing that you were doing those Facebook lives with the singing and it was just yeah. so cool. So and I know that you also to switch gears just a little bit for a few minutes, uh, are really passionate about identity.
1: So that's developing as I, you know, I have a daughter now, which is just weird to me. I had three brothers and my husband's family hadn't had a girl in 60 years. So we just were not expecting to have a daughter. Wow. (laughs) um, Now we have one. And that really reminded me that I need to really focus on helping her understand what it's like to be a daughter of the king. And Then I was like, but what does that actually mean to be the, you know, this this is, you're seeing a theme here. I want to know what the stuff, like we say these words that are really powerful, but what does that mean? How do I describe that? How do I teach that? How do I make that part of how someone grows? And part of that, I think is understanding two different things with identity. And one of those is understanding God's identity. What is he truly? And, and why can we believe in him and trust him and understand who he really is when we know all of that, or when we start to, there's no way we can know all of that. But when we start understanding that, really, then we can start understanding who we are and what yeah. that means. So when I say part of my identity is how God designed me and put that characteristic of that poetic, you know, that that love of poetic timing and such in me, it's because I know who God is and how he built me. And once I can understand, like, how do I reflect God's character or how do I find value in who i am as a person because i grew up having a really low self esteem and and i can't really point to any reason why necessarily there i mean i was you know not necessarily the most gorgeous 11 year old but who is you know, like, <laughs> right <laughs> um but but people liked to point that out and you know i was not necessarily a healthy weight when i was a preteen and so people were super mean about that and and seeing how in our culture right now, people place value in women's looks over their intelligence or their passions or their talents. I mean, if you have a great enough talent, then it doesn't matter what you look like. But what if you're just normal, you know? And so part of me is like, I, I really want people to understand that they have value despite what they look like or their talents are important, whether or not you can be sitting in front of the the judge panel of America's Got Talent or if your talent is not something that is show worthy but maybe your talent is hospitality that's not going to get you fame and fortune you know but that's incredibly important in the development of people and the development of the kingdom and just understanding who you are and how god made you and why that's important and and how special you are because of who and how special god is that changes the outlook of how you live your life immensely yes and that's what i want to teach to my daughter especially in a world that's getting a lot more confusing and maybe volatile, you know, how, how do I keep my kids, not just my daughter, but my sons, you know, I've got a special needs son. He's going to probably have identity issues as he gets older and realizes he's different. A, A typical son who is designed very differently than, than me, but who I adore and, you know, just, I want them to know that they're loved, that they have a purpose, no matter what their talents are whether they're a genius or if they're normal or if they're special needs, God's still going to use them in powerful, crazy ways. And And it doesn't matter what the world thinks your value is. It matters what God thinks your value is. And that should mean a lot because God is special. And I want all of these things to be passed on to my children. I want to help people understand that themselves so that they can be fully used to their purpose and and have confidence in that because it's not confidence in themselves, Mm -hmm. But it's a confidence in the God that created them that way on purpose. And that is beautiful, no matter what you look like on the outside.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And I could hear the passion come out in you (laughs) that this is something that you want to definitely relay to your children and that God has given you a heart for college age too, because you're right. It's an important message for today. Anyway, I've just enjoyed this talk with you today so much. And Jenna, could you share where the listener can connect with you, how they can find your podcast and find all about Bridge of the Faithful and what's
1: going on with Jenna Erwinson? So I, I need to keep it consistent. So everything is B O T F podcast. So you can find me at um, on Facebook, at B O T F Podcast or Instagram. At BOTF Podcast, or you can email me even if, if something sparked or you want to talk a little bit more. Or if you check out, oh, you can find my podcast on pretty much any listening app. So, Apple, Podchaser, Spotify, all of those, which it's Bridge of the Faithful. And then you can email me if any of those episodes, like I just did an, a whole series on infertility, because I feel like that's a topic that people don't talk about enough. So, if you need resources or someone who can understand where you're coming from, for lots of different things, you can email me, Jenna, at BOTFpodcast.com.
0: Nice. And I'll put all of those in the show notes, the links, you know, where they can find you so they can go on there and um, and connect with you and listen to your podcast is amazing. And you have had really amazing guests on there. And like you say, they really uh, share their stories and their heart. And it's just such a blessing. So I know that fierce Calling listeners will- you know, definitely want to check that out. So thank you so much, Jenna, for being with me today. And it's been such a joy. And I hope that I can have you on again sometime. Maybe we'll talk about that book in a couple of years. (laughs) Yes, definitely. I, You know, hopefully I'll have you on before that, but we're definitely having you on when your book comes out because, you know, God is going to make that come to fruition because he finishes what he begins, you know, the good work he begins in us, he is faithful to complete it. So we're looking forward to that book. And it will be amazing because God is gonna gonna take care of all that and be in the works. So anyway, but God bless you and your family and the ministry that he has and, you know, your, your church and what God is doing through calling you and your husband there. So thank you, friend. It's been such a joy. And, um, and I look forward to hearing more about what's going on. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. I hope the conversation today with Jenna blessed you and touched your heart. So many of us can relate to the things that she was saying. God provides for us. He is faithful. And when we step out in faith to do what God is calling us to do, He is faithful to take care of every detail and every need. And I love that she shared that because I know that someone today listening, maybe it's you friend, feels that God is asking you to do something that doesn't seem to make sense But that's sometimes how God works. So just be faithful to listen to His voice and trust that He will never steer you in the wrong direction. A quote from the show that I really loved that Jenna said was, God uses our ordinary life to prove that He is faithful. There are so many things in so many ways each and every day that God speaks to us and He shows up in our lives. And I love this scripture verse Philippians 1.6 says, For I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work among you will complete it by the day of Christ Jesus. Friend, God began a good work in you, and he is faithful to complete it. And that is a promise straight from the word of God. You can connect with Jenna at bridgeofthefaithfulpodcast.com, which is B-O-T-F podcast dot com on Instagram and Facebook and I have those links for you in the show notes so you can check it out under Jenna's episode number 55 at DaraSwift.com. and I would also love to connect with you so when you go to my contact page you can send me a message and I'd love to hear how this podcast has touched your heart if there was a specific episode that spoke to you I would love to hear that and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode and I also want to give you some fear-fighting scripture verses. So if you go to Jenna's episode, number 55, and scroll down, you will see how you can grab those two for free. God is so good, friends, and He is faithful. He has a fierce calling for you. The Word says that God prepared good works in advance for us to do. And it's not to earn His love because He already loves us, but it's an amazing, amazing partnership with God when we can get together as children of God and use our gifts to impact the world and do kingdom work together. It's just amazing. And I wouldn't want anybody to miss it. I hope you'll join me next time when I talk with another woman who is taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.